0: Scana Energy is a proud partner. Yes, touchdown, let's go Falcons. We're big Falcons fans. And as the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons, Scana Energy is part of all the action. So let's get fired up for our home team as we cheer them on to victory this season. Sign up with Scana today and get up to $100. Call 877-GO-SCANA or visit scanaenergy.com slash falcons and use promo code falcons for details. Limited time offer terms and conditions apply.
1: T- t- tip of the tongue.
0: That's what she said. And now it's time for Fincast.
1: Boom. Shaka Laka.
0: Wide receiver and fan favorite Brian Fennerin is talking dirty bird football. Powered by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. Looking for Fineran who leaps into the air a touchdown. Fincast starts now.
2: All right, Falcons fans. Much like the Falcon season, today is Friday the Thirteenth, and it is scary. You are listening to FinCast, brought to you by Scan Energy, the natural gas provider of your Atlanta Falcons, alongside the great Beef Fin eighty six, Mister Finnerin. Yes, sir. I am Tyler Nelson, and uh, happy Friday the Thirteenth, Fin. Yeah. The season is over. Uh, it's over. Regular
1: season is over for the Falcons. Hundred percent over. No question. Seven and mercifully. Seven, seven and, and ten, ten finish. Six and, and, and three at home. So nice little showing down the stretch for. Uh, for our Falcons. Disappointing at times throughout the course of the season. But that's a team that kept you in the fight and in every, every yep. game for the most part throughout the course of the year. Fun to watch. I was at six of the nine home games. Yeah. And I had a really good time. The crowd is starting to come around a little bit. Yep. If you can if you can continue to put some winners on the field and build a culture and like an, have an M.O., like hard, nasty, run football team with some right. playmakers on the outside – Get Kyle Pitts back in action next year, who's a yeah. game changer. Uh Drake London keeps growing into his own. Tyler Algier gets over a thousand yards and breaks the rookie rushing record for a single season. Yeah, very neat to see for sure. Awesome. All those things. And can Desmond Ritter be the guy? So some building blocks. Uh the offensive line got offensive line got much better throughout offensive the course of line. the season. Actually, into that real quick, a quick yeah. note,
2: uh Chris Lindstrom was Pro Football Focus's highest graded player of the year. Not just on the Falcons, not on defense. The whole league highest graded player. In pro football. You serious, Clark? At his position. 95 grade at right guard. Goodness gracious. That's
1: impressive. So the Falcons mic'd him up for the last game of the season. Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, it's so awesome. I'll try to find it. We'll go to Falcons on Twitter. They'll probably have it everywhere. They'll probably have it on their um, atlantafalcons.com as well. But go find it. It's about four and a half minutes of him just for footwork, the power, scheme, watching him do his. Craft on the field with a microphone on his shoulder pads, and then listening to talk to the other players on the other team. The way he communicates with Caleb and Gary next to him and, and Drew Dahlman to his left. Uh huh.
2: Like you're going back to the building blocks thing. Definitely the offensive line, and that was one of my two. Was that, and of course the running game with Tyler Algier. Um, and Caleb Huntley to some extent. But but definitely Tyler Algier, uh, Cordero Patterson is just what you want to see in a football player in if any position, but so fun to watch. And then uh, Caleb Huntley definitely had some moments this season. Mm-hmm. Marcus Mariota had very few, and we saw four games of, of, of time up with of, of yeah. Desmond Ritter. I will honestly say, as not making a living being an analyst, yeah, uh, that he looked he, he looked better every game.
1: That's and, what you want. You want and, to see but, progression.
2: Right. And and he took care of the football. He wasn't careless, and he was a good all-around all, all around athlete. He looked like about as good as I could hope for a freshman quarterback to play. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I have, of course rookie, rookie, rookie quarterback. I,
1: know, I, know. I know. Uh, you know. They had to start on the road in New Orleans, mm-hmm, which and hard. he's driving down the field to go win the game, yeah. or at least tie it up. And then Drake London fumbled. And Drake London fumbles on a fourth and five beautiful little slant route. So not his fault. Could have played better throughout the course of the game, but had to put his team with a chance to win. Kind of get their head beat in a little bit in Baltimore in a freezing cold weather game where Mm -hmm. that defense is legit and that team's going Mm -hmm. to the postseason. You come home take care of the Arizona Cardinals. Win that game on a... Handled them. Yeah, last-minute drive down the field. Um, Could have scored a touchdown, but you just kicked the field goal. Last second. In Mm -hmm. the last second, made that happen. So you showed two-minute awareness. You showed composure, uh, ability to make big plays when you can, ice in his veins. And then you blew out Tampa Tampa Bay Bay after they pulled everybody, but... Put thirty points Who cares? on the board. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna count yeah. it. We have finally beat Tom Brady. We're one and ten against Tom Brady. <laughs> I love it. I said that before the game started. I don't give a rip what the hell, how many snaps he plays, and uh, and I didn't. So well, to
2: the ultimate point, my takeaway. Two from and the two. Sh- yeah. Two. The, my. Yeah. Oh, sorry. On the Desmond Ritter thing. Yes. Two and two, and he looked better every game. Wouldn't you agree? I I would. The first half
1: against Tampa Bay with their starters in was. A f- was a little ugly. He was three for eight for like twenty five yards. That's yeah, it's true. Yep. Then they did kind of get it going a little bit, and and he looked much better in the second half.
2: Well, and get to the ice and the veins thing. If you can have a bad first quarter or first half, or whatever, and then turn it around, and mm-hmm. that's that shows composure. Yeah, that's for sh- sure. That shows maturity in an athlete, um, and a competitor. So my my takeaway is I think that they looked more put together than a seven and ten team you would generally think does. You had a right. chance to be better than that. And I honestly think that if Desmond Ritter had been in for more, or if not all the games, we would have been. That's interesting. I don't know that I totally
1: agree, but you I may think be I something. think there's
2: a there's the three game swing there you could attribute okay. to you could attribute to Marietta. We played some,
1: some bad teams down the stretch. And then, I
2: will say, I will say, the first of which this home game against the Saints being at least yeah. one of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're probably right.
2: So but fun season for, for being a losing season, second straight season of seven and ten, it was a lot more of a fun season than I would have thought. And to your point about the crowd, I was at the last home game, oh, yeah. the last game of the season, and it, the crowd was much better than I would have thought. Too it, into it, too, not just there, but into it. So Love it was it. it was really exciting to see that. Guess getting into free agency now, and like we talked about before, the mics came on. We'll do we'll do draft stuff because that's such an endless <laughs> <laughs> fantasy topic, right? But we'll do that at a later date. But to talk about free agency real quick because that's I think one of the first things that we really address is We're not in cap space anymore. We'll have between seventy and eighty million ish. In cap space. So we can do some things. Uh, To give a tip of the cap or nod, homage, let's say homage, to give an homage to your segment you do on the locker room at 6 a.m. The fan every morning, every Monday to Friday morning, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Your drive to the Power Five, give me your Brian Fennerin Power Five free agents you would like to see or would not be upset to so see. Give me your top five free agents All right. the Falcons can I'm target.
1: Gonna, I, I want you to go think about more positionally than guys' names. Sure. Because it's hard to – you have unstric, unrestricted free agents, you have restricted free agents, you have guys that get franchise tagged, sure. guys that might be traded. Uh, but the wide receiver position has to be upgraded. So that's the first thing on my mind. Um, you gotta, you got to think about bringing a guy in here. Is Drake London a true number one? I don't know if he exudes number one yet. Yeah. He doesn't know if he has the straight-line speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has the hands. He has a catch radius where he can kind of go get balls anywhere. He made some beautiful plays. He broke the rookie record for receptions in a season That's with right. 72, I think. The in number the same game as uh, Tyler yeah. out in the last game. Mm-hmm. It was really, really cool and uh, to see him go out there and do that. But you need a guy that can come in here, a veteran. Marvin Jones, Jacoby Myers, Paris Campbell from the Colts. A name like that to get you have some more veteran leadership uh, with some skill sets and then – Figure out what you want to do moving forward. So, there's not a ton of like game breakers at wide receiver and free agency this year, but those are some of the names you can keep an eye on. Okay. Uh, the next two, I'm going to try to keep you in house. The right tackle position, we will go specific with the name Caleb McGarry. Yes. Uh, he's, a, actually he's, a, a, free, he's a free agent. He earned his way to this. We declined the fifth year option on him uh, before last season started. So, now he is going to become a free agent. Does he like Atlanta? He's played well enough to go get paid somewhere, so he's not going to take a hometown discount. I can promise you that. Life is too short in the NFL to worry about that. Yeah, and he is a mountain of a man. So that's a guy you need to figure out position-wise for sure, right tackle. But do you want to focus on Caleb McGarry, who turned into a pretty nice right tackle? The safety position for me is a concern as well. Richie Grant grew a little bit this year, from special teamer to contributor on defense, but still leaves something to be desired. There's some guys out there at the safety position that can really kind of make a difference. Jimmy Ward, Jabril Peppers is another guy that flies around and can do a lot of things, especially in a defense where you may need some hybrid dudes. Um, we got a new defensive coordinator coming in. We don't know who it is yet. Dean P retired. Dean retiring after 50 years of coaching. It's amazing. Amazing. He said he's going to spend some time with his family and his grandkids and his wife and daughters and everybody else. If he
2: recognizes them. (laughs)
1: you <laughs> It's so funny. 50 years yeah, of, of coaching football saying. at any level is just insane. Uh, so that's the third spot, the safety position. And then the rest of it has to be a defensive line. Mm-hmm. No question of mine. Defense, front seven, whatever it might be. we got two guys on our roster right oh. now that are free agents that I liked this year. But I there's do. more role players. Lorenzo Carter yep, out of Georgia and Rashawn Evans as well. So.
2: Yeah, Lorenzo Carter as in, as a Georgia fan, I was excited to see him. And it, just if if only a name to come here after uh, starting his career at, in Chicago, mm-hmm. and then he had a ri- I wouldn't say a phenomenal or even great year, but he had a, he had a very serviceable, as you said, posi- like uh, st- what was the term you used? Um, not stopgap, but like a role player. Yeah. Like he has like he has a role mm-hmm. on this team. Yes, he for does. sure.
1: And then certainly not least, you got to find somebody that can kill the quarterback. And I don't know. That's either. My draft this year and free agency is circled around defensive line, specifically defensive end, and then defensive line interior, and then some kind of stud linebacker. I was going to say, we're going to start thinking linebacker at or some outside point, yeah. linebacker that mm-hmm. can rush the court. Kyle Van is a guy you can throw in there that knows this 3-4 system very well, can play still at a high level, and um, just load up on the defensive side of the football.
2: Right, if we took a defensive end in – In the first three rounds, I'd be okay. (laughs) One of them will work out. (laughs) The problem is, if you go look at some drafts,
1: when we pick at eight this year, there's Mm -hmm. like three teams in front of us with defensive end that are going to take those guys off the board, and there's some studs there too. So you can take the fourth best defensive end. You can take the first or second best defensive interior guy, lineman. Or you can take the number one cornerback. Um, number one safety, but that's a little high for me. I said them. we'd talk
2: draft later, man. Yeah, sorry Calm about down. that. Got excited. Oh, that was my fault. I All started right. off with that. Uh, there was an article I saw on Bleacher Report that talks about the, and he's not a free agent, but since we're just talking about the wide receiver position is your number one need. Uh, that not Arizo- number one. I just started oh, sorry, five okay, well, down to one. Yeah, my apologies. Then yeah. your fifth most needed. There you go. Um, that in that position, uh, the Arizona Cardinals might look to trade DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that?
1: Now he's a stud, man.
2: Yeah. And he's looking to get out of there. But What would that why- take, you think? Uh, I mean, because Arizona needs everything right so it, it, yeah. in terms of players uh, draft position what, what do you think you,
1: you, you probably got to give a draft pick for sure well yeah and, and and i don't know what that is we'll leave that to carlos medina or we'll look at it as we get going towards the offseason here uh, but why would deandre hopkins want to come to atlanta with a young quarterback then in an offensive system that doesn't throw the ball no well, it's trade is not his choice it's true <laughs> so Man, you might not want to stick yeah, around. You know, salty DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> <there. Yeah>, <laughs>
2: it's the last thing you want. <laughs> but at least that position is not known for dramatic players who let their opinions be known. <laughs> That's
1: exactly right. Which is <laughs> nice. Watch out, <laughs> you
2: drama queens. Um, okay, well uh, then, moving past uh, free agency and the end of the season. Oh, one more positive note: Uh Lee Koo named uh, Special Teams Player of the Month uh, for December. Uh, so, good positive note there as well, and also none none too surprising. But uh, now we move on to look at the playoffs. Tomorrow we have the wild card, week, wild card day, which is Seattle at San Francisco and the Chargers at Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, first game was going to be interesting. Uh, Seahawks down the stretch faltered a little bit. They were able to win and get themselves in the postseason. Their last game, they finished up 9-8. and eight. Geno Smith had an awesome year to resurgent, start the season. Very first,
2: resurgent career.
1: First 13 weeks was awesome. Then kind of has gone downhill a little bit. Mm-hmm. Interceptions and completion percentage. And the defensive line for the 49ers is, is a storyline. They're a 10-point favorite, the 49ers. Uh, Ooh, Geno's, spread. Yeah, Geno's been sacked 46 times on the season, and San Fran is just... They're on a mission. I know Brock Purdy is our quarterback. The last player taken in the draft this year, but he's it's undefeated as a starter. Yeah. Uh um, they won
2: like to a ten straight or something like that.
1: I believe so. That's yeah. crazy. And the average margin of victory is like sixteen points, dude. That's remarkable. It is nuts. So it does
2: not uh, spell good tidings for the Seahawks. No, it certainly does. So let me ask you a question: for in an in a position that the Seahawks are in like that, where you have a oppressive defensive line and a sieve of an offensive line, as it sounds like they are. Yeah. How do you plan against that?
1: If you're the Seahawks,
2: if you're Pete Carroll.
1: Well, Kenneth Walker's got to touch the football a million times. He's a young running back out of Michigan State, I believe. Thousand yards, thousand fifty yards on the season. Mm -hmm. You better run the ball effectively, keep keep the defensive linemen on their heels. You gotta cut them. You gotta get after them defensive offensively. You gotta mush them and you can't get behind. If if Seattle gets behind, the defensive line for its 49ers is gonna pin their ears back and go try to kill them. So keep it close, Seattle. Run the football effectively. And um, and hope for the best. But what kind of
2: th- pass plays are you calling? Win because you're inevitable. You have to do both. You're gonna have to have a healthy mix. What yeah. kind of pass plays are you calling with? with when you see a pass? I saw like Geno
1: that? Smith throw a ball last week. It was beautiful. About 35 yard touchdown pass to the back of the end zone. Just kind of just a post route. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. So when you have shots like that, you got to take them. You got to hit them. And then other than that, you need to use the screen a game a little bit. Um, screen and draw game. Keep the, again. Keep the defensive line confused. And, uh, and, and see what happens. So they got their hands full. I don't see that one turning out well for Seattle.
2: I don't either. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Uh, what about uh, the Los Angeles Chargers at the Jacksonville Jaguars?
1: Just an awesome game. Yeah. Two young quarterbacks, first time Herbert in versus Lawrence. Uh Justin Herbert had 4,700 yards this year and 25 touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence, who started coming to his own towards the end of the season. Doug Peterson, the head coach down there, mm-hmm. did a great job with the Jaguars. And Former uh, and quarterback uh, of yours? Yeah. My very first two catches were from Doug Peterson. In the NFL, mm-hmm. two for 21, and then they cut me. <laughs> Bastards. That's what happens when you drop a football and you suck. Um, Chargers are one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Jacksonville. Scary game for L.A., who's trying to keep going in the postseason and see what they can do. But I think Jacksonville is a scary team to play against, and uh, that's a game I'm looking forward to watching, Eight fifteen, NBC Saturday night.
2: Um, and then looking through to our divisional rounds, Miami with no Tua at Buffalo. New York Giants at Minnesota, and Baltimore Ravens at Cincinnati. Now, L- Lamar Jackson is out, right? He is out, out. So, the, at quarterback, do they have um, uh, who we saw? Tyler Huntley. Yeah. Is that who they're going with? Pretty sure, yeah. So, not not a lot of stunning matchups there, if you ask me. And, of course, on Monday we have Dallas at Tampa Bay, which I think might be more interesting than than we think. Oh, that's um, going to be an awesome game. More of an interesting game, yeah. No question. Or than you would have originally thought, I guess, by Originally way to put it, yeah. it so originally thought a few, just a few weeks ago.
1: So I'll give you two minutes on this, the other ones. Yeah. Dolphins at the Bills. Bills are 13.5-point favorites. Yeah, that's going to be. Going there with Skylar around. Thompson. I mean, just not in that environment, it's going to be very – so the Bills probably rolling that one. Giants-Vikings, this is a team, two teams, uh, rookie head coaches. Both teams not in the postseason last year. Mm-hmm. Get there this year. Of the 22 wins between these two teams – 19 of them have, come, have been one-score games, okay. so it's going to be close. Yeah, it's going to be a tight game. Vikings minus three right now. I like Minnesota right, uh, to cover on that one and, and have some success with Justin Jefferson and, and Kirk Cousins, so we'll see what happens there. And then Baltimore without Lamar Jackson going to Cincinnati trying to play Bengals and Joe Burrow and Joe yeah. Mixon and Jamar Chase. I think that's, that's too tough. much to ask.
2: So. All right, and then if you're just right now, obviously we're <laughs> yeah. the 1,000-foot level, who's, who's in the Super Bowl for you?
1: Oh, my God. How dare you? (laughs) Um,
2: Hey, it's not fun if we don't (laughs) pontificate a little bit. The
1: Eagles have been awesome. They're the number one seed in the NFC. And if um, Jalen Hurts can get healthy and stay healthy, they are a team that will be in the Super Bowl. If Jalen Hurts can't do it, the 49ers are just what Shanahan can do. And Mm -hmm. I hate to say it because he bothers me but um, because he lost the Super Bowl. No, I'm uh, with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Just I, You don't. Have to I know. Say, um, probably
2: everybody listening to this podcast is right there with <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> so I like 49ers and or uh, the number one seed Eagles from the NFC, mm-hmm. and the AFC Kansas City Chiefs number one seed. Awesome. Who may be playing the AFC title game here if Buffalo makes That's it that right. far That's in right. Mercedes-Benz Stadium? We'll talk about that next week, maybe. It's Buffalo and Kansas City for me.
2: Yeah, I am, I'm. I'm actually. So those
1: are my four teams. We'll narrow it down next week.
2: I'm. i made I'm right there with you. Those. Are, those were. Before I would say, but to answer the question more directly, I would have probably just said Eagles and Chiefs. All right. I would like to see. I would really like to see the Bills, and I think the Brock Purdy story is really cool. But yeah, screw Kyle Shanahan. That's right. So, uh, in 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 supporting want, in supporting if, our old friend John Kincaid, I'm going to say Eagles and Chiefs. All
1: right. If I could see two teams lose this weekend, it'd be the Buccaneers and the Forty Nine ers, just out of spite. Amen. All right.
2: All right, Finn. Um, well we march once again into the postseason without the Falcons in it. Uh hopefully damn it. F- hope damn it. Hopefully for the last time for a while. Is that five years in a row? Or six? It's at least five. It's a lot. I think it's five. Was well, it 2017. Awful. Yeah, five years. Yep. Um so but nonetheless, as I think the main the consistent ethos for this Season has been hope springs eternal as we go into the offseason. Uh, and really finally being able to see in the third year of uh, Terry Fano and Arthur Smith what they're going to do. There's some cash money. All right, Falcons fans, thanks for tuning in so far all along this season. We will be doing stuff more throughout the offseason this year. And uh, go Dirty Birds. Rise up.
1: Satan rides the ways of anger and scorn. My
2: Tune in to Fincast brought to you by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. Fincast is hosted by Brian Finneran, co hosted and executive produced by Tyler Nelson. If you'd like to reach out to the show, email Tyler at Tyler at six eight the fan dot com. Fincast is hosted by six eight of the fan on the Podcastpark.com and is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Opening and closing music by Atlanta band Gringo Star and their song I Will Not Follow. Thanks for tuning in to Fincast. We'll see you next week. Appreciate you, dog.
0: family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect